Are you looking to sharpen your command and leadership skills? The 2024 Blue Card Hazard Zone Conference is coming back to the Sharonville Convention Center in Cincinnati, Ohio, September 30th through October 4th. Immerse yourself in five days of targeted command education and leadership training at the 2024 Blue Card Hazard Zone Conference. This is your opportunity to recharge your command skills and stay at the forefront of incident command best practices. This year, we've added a certification lab, September 30th through October 2nd. Also added a May Day workshop, October 1st to October 2nd. The general conference is on October 3rd and 4th. The May Day workshop is filling up fast, and our early bird pricing of $415 each for the general conference is a limited time offer. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Register now at HazardZoneBC.com. to turn on the mics. Hello and welcome to B-Shifter. John Vance, Nick Brunacini, Josh Bloom. Today we have audio clips. It's one of our popular segments when we're able to bring audio to you from some departments out there doing blue card. And uh, we have a couple of great examples of blue card in action today. So what's our first clip that we're going to listen to, Josh? Yeah, so the first one back to Las Vegas. It's like Groundhog Day. We've been there for I don't know. It seems like we've been there uh, for a year, but like for a month. But uh, here, just some audio. Uh, house fire. Uh, we got to talk to the company officer that was first due to this. Um, and there's some lessons to be learned, you know, in it. But uh, still, some still a really good example of uh, of an incident. Uh, just a small house, um, regular contents, uh, but there was limited access around the building. Uh, they were called to a work and fire, so we can just go to the audio and we'll just break it down and talk about it. Copy 14 space. Truck one, level one. Engine 201 from command. Engine 201 by. 201, bring your crew forward. I need you to complete the 360. You're going to have to force some entry on the Delta side of the house. Engine 201, copy. Complete 360, force entry on the Delta side of the house. Fire dispatch from command. Houston command, go ahead. 360's not going to complete due to a locked gate. We do have smoke coming from the front door. This will be a working fire. Engine four, your phone lines to the alpha side for fire control. Primary search, we remain offensive. Engine one from command. Engine one by. Have your engineer get engine four, water supply, come on deck, alpha side. Yeah, so the front end of that, they got called to a working fire, but they get there, nothing showing, which is, you know, common that you pull up and there's nothing really visible. So on this, we'll end up hearing it later, too, that, the house was buttoned up pretty tight, actually had rollers, uh, like shutters, rolling shutters on every window. So that just made it you know, that much more 
uh, tight and concealed. Uh, you heard that first due company officer give a pretty good size up, but there wasn't a ton of information. All those other units were piled on the top of him, and there was nothing to do at that point. Like, still trying to figure out what was going on, so they just all level one staged. Got one company to give that follow-up report because there was a limited access issue with a gate of getting all the way around the building. And uh, <clears throat> they were forced to enter in the front. Then they come right back with that follow-up report, confirming they do got a working fire. They're stretching lines, offensive strategy. So completed the initial radio report and gave a follow-up report, you know, all together and hit all of those points, you know, using the system that uh, that they've trained on and that they work through and use, you know, every single day. Now we heard, you know, the battalion arrived, command had already given some other assignments, but because of the system and the battalion, you know, responding in, able to listen as they're coming to the incident and then get to see what's going on, they were able to give out, you know, the assignments that had been assigned, what was going on, ask for a CAN report, and then have a, you know, a solid command transfer to keep it moving forward. So, you know, started out solid with the mobile IC, you know, given that initial radio report, given some assignments, the uh, strategic IC arrived, did the command transfer, verified, you know, the position of the units, verified the strategy, and then, you know, from that point, you know, was in command of the incident, got a can report from Engine 4 inside of what was going on. They were still searching for the fire, limited visibility, smoke to the floor, but, you know, they had no heat, so it was taking them down that path of, of a vent-limited fire with just limited visibility, and they were still waiting on that other Engine 201 to give them a... Uh, 360 with the follow-up so you know in this case maybe critical factor based uh not saying they they shouldn't do a 360 they had to sign somebody to do it but you know in, in that part of the of the world there's not many basements but there could be in my part of the world in the midwest when they forced the front door if they saw smoke to the floor it's a we ain't going in here until we verify the whole basement piece um so it comes back to making decisions based off of known factors not just make it up and just do the same thing every single time. And they were they were getting a follow up report. It just hadn't come out yet. So we'll we'll hear that here in a minute. Engine two hundred one command. Engine two hundred one back. Engine two hundred one command. We need to complete that three hundred sixty. Go ahead and give us a report. Command engine two hundred one. Three hundred sixty is complete. On the Bravo Charlie corner of the structure, we have uh, smoke coming from a window. All of the windows are covered with uh, some metal roll down. I think if we can cut this metal roll down in the Bravo Charlie corner, we might be able to get a hose line in this window. Command copy, you're going to cut the uh, roll window shutter on the Bravo Charlie corner. Uh, radio before you apply water from the exterior so the engine port house. Command, engine 201, I'm sending one of my firefighters to engine port to bring a hose line to the Charlie side. Command copy. Command, truck one with the roof report. Go ahead, truck one. Truck one on the roof of three. Stable, we do have smoke. 
coming out of two vents on the trolley side, right in the center. I feel we make a cut. I see where the crews are. Maybe uh, ventilate properly. I got that truck one. Uh, try to position over the Bravo Charlie corner. We think that's where the seat of the fire is. Hold off on your cut until we get word from engine four inside. Truck one copies. In position, standing by. Engine four command. Engine four by. Engine four command. Can you give a cannon board? Engine 201 thinks the fire's in the Bravo Charlie corner. Engine four copies. We're in carrier. about the center of the structure. We're not able to locate the seat of fire. I need some ventilation in here. And also another crew to complete a primary search. We're 75% on air. Command copy. Need an additional crew to help with the search. You ready for vertical ventilation? Do you feel like this probably isn't in the attic and that this is uh, on on your floor? Sounds like it's on your floor. That's the permit. I'm thinking it's a room in contact, and it's not able to locate it yet. Command copy. Truck one, go ahead with the vertical ventilation. Truck one copies. Go ahead with vertical. Yeah, so as we listened to that, you know, Strategic IC was coordinating all the efforts on the fire ground. Uh, everybody was running everything, you know, through command. Uh, command was controlling the communications process. Companies were letting them know what they were doing. Um, the whole ventilation component piece, you know, the truck was there, gave a report, but, you know, held off on the ventilation until command gave them, you know, orders and qu- kind of coordinated that with what was going on inside the building. Um, and then that engine company coming back and saying, hey, we're, we're on this, on the corner, and I'm sending one firefighter back to stretch a hand line. You know, they're in the warm zone, and that just brought command up to speed on, okay, so now they do have a hand line back there in the place. Um, and, and before that happened, really that if you cut that shutter, don't put any window, don't put any water through that window. Make sure we coordinate that with engine four, if that is going to happen. So you know, that's not just a do something because I want to do something. It was the whole thing was coordinated. Everybody was operating under one incident action plan that was being driven by <coughs> the strategic IC that was really started with the mobile IC. So, and then goal was fire control. So and while they're, Pushing towards that, he's coordinating on those task levels to kind of keep the tactics right. And uh, you can hear him talking about the search. And it's the, but everything going on right then was to get rid of the hazard. So it was, and if you're the ops chief sitting in your office ten miles away, it's it's under control. You know what's going on, and you're comfortable with it. It's what they it should be happening. <clears throat> Now, that's a great clip too of the command transfer. The co- command transfer couldn't have happened better. I mean, if you mm-hmm. if you're hearing, it, it sounded clinical almost. It sounded like we did it at a cert lab. I mean, it, yeah. it was mm-hmm. just uh, very by the book. Uh, all the good information was transmitted, and um, you know they had some big things going on here because not only did they not know where the fire was, but these roll up shutters that they had certainly is a huge critical factor because uh, it's going to limit. Not only your egress, but also uh, hold the fire in and or create a flow path once you open it up. Yeah, And I think when you look at all that, like one, two, three progress reporting and you're hearing the reports of what's really going on, that company inside wasn't giving you. They gave you like a limited visibility thing, but they weren't really saying anything about heat. So it's like, okay, that's kind of taking you down that path of, you know, probably event limited. And this thing was all buttoned up. We had to force entry into it. Can't see a lot of what's going on. Uh, So the strategic IC wasn't in big fear of like. Oh, they can't find the seat of the fire. It's been a while, and and it's going sideways because they could also see what was going on at the building, and there were no other companies around the building giving anything that was like we have pressurized turbulent smoke, you know, or some kind of vent path going on. It was they were truly 
addressing the critical factors, like what was really going on, not, uh, you know, making up, you know, something that, that wasn't there or, you know, making it something it wasn't. So, well, you talk about size up plus three, uh, the company officer there of Engine 4 uh, knew what needed to be done, not only the first couple of tasks, but he wanted that 360 report to really find out. He knew it wasn't completed. He had some access problems, but then reminding command, hey, I still need that 360 for us to really complete an IAP, I thought was very good, too. Yeah, and just so everybody's on the same page, obviously, John Vance, our, our uh, host, has edited that video up to make it you know shorter. So there's that was really like 10 minutes of video that we listened to over a much shorter period of time. So all those companies in that, in that city do pile on each other pretty fast, but they level one stage and they're there to be assigned when they're ready to, to be assigned. And they only use what they needed to use to solve the problem. Let's take a quick break. Enhance fire ground leadership with our critical thinking and strategic decision-making class designed to strengthen incident command through the functions of command and foster a safer, more effective decision-making process for fire service professionals. The only critical thinking and strategic decision-making class at the Allen V. Brunacini Command Training Center in Phoenix, Arizona is May 22nd and 23rd. Sign up at bshifter.com. Excellent. So what else are we going to listen to? We've got another clip for everybody today. Yeah, so the second one, uh, again, Las Vegas Fire Department, um, they share a lot of their audio with us, um, and we're happy that they do. They, they're, they're doing a fine job for being engaged with the system for the, the time frame that they have been. Uh, so this one, fire in a, in a two-story building, um, and, and they end up getting a – a forward boss here, a walking boss assigned. So we want to use that. And like, what does that sound like? And how does that go? And they met, it meets all the like benchmark requirement things that we look at when we're assigning a boss forward. Like they'd had three companies already in position. And then once that company officer, when that support officer gets there, there was the aide to the battalion that, they, that he pushed forward. Cause that's who he had to use then. And he needed to get somebody there. You know, he gave him the, who's your, who's your assignment? Who's who, what's your assignment and who's working for you? So, um, just like we assign a company task location objective, command gave that aid to the to the battalion a task location objective and said, hey, when you get there, let me know. And then you really got it. So we'll just walk through and uh, break this down, too. But the initial radio report and assignments and all that on the front end on this one, you know, pretty dialed in once again. Fire dispatch from engine 5. Engine 5, go ahead, sir. We're seeing smoke in the area. Go ahead and upgrade this to a for me, Yeah, it's reported to commercial building, right? That's the permit about upgrade now. Fire dispatch from engine five. Engine five, go sir. Arrived, two-story commercial, medium-sized building with uh, lights on showing throughout the second floor. We'll be in an offensive strategy. All units continue in. This will be Charleston Command. Copy on Charleston Command. Command engine 10. Command from engine 10. We're staying level one. Command, roll 10, we're catching your hydrant. Engine 10, you'll be fire attack with my crew on the second floor. Engine 10 copies, fire attack with your crew. We have a fire five. Fire dispatch from Charleston Command with a follow-up. Go ahead, sir. 
we do have a working fire. It's in the uh, middle of the alpha side of the building. Looks like it's not extended beyond the room and contents at this point. No special circumstances. Copy that, sir. On a working Track one, go to the roof up, set up for potential vertical ventilation. Give me a record. Track one copy, setting up for vertical ventilation. Command rescue five, level one. Command battalion one. Battalion one, go ahead for command. Command battalion one, I copy. You've got truck one going to the roof. Engine 10 has your crew going to the second floor. If that's correct, give me a can report, I'll send command. That is correct. Uh, we have the five personnel interior making uh, a push to the fire right now. Battalion one copies. Dispatch battalion one. Go ahead, sir. Dispatch battalion one is now Charleston Command. This is going to be an offensive strategy. Go ahead and strike a second alarm. Have a second alarm stage at Charleston and Rancho. Copy you, second alarm for Charleston and Rancho. Dispatch put the second alarm units and tack channel on the notes. I'll get them when I'm ready. Copy, sir. It'll be tacky. Yeah, so here again, you know, the, the that fast attack mobile IC gets there. Didn't hit every single point, I guess you could say, but, you know, pulled up on a commercial building, knew there was a fire on the second floor, had smoke in the area, made it a working fire, came back in the follow-up report and, and, you know, gave some other information because when they first pulled up, they didn't have, you know, all the information. Uh, gave one other assignment, command gets there, another solid command transfer of verifying position and function, what they were doing, commercial building. So they assigned or asked for that second alarm assignment. Uh, that first company had assigned two companies to stretch the first line into a commercial building, which we all know is is totally realistic. It gets that line moving, you know, a little bit faster, water on the fire, you know, faster. So, uh, again, the whole front end set up, and it's like handing a uh, handing a gift to the strategic IC when the mobile IC sets it up really nice on the front end like that. The man with fire attack, priority report. Go ahead. We have no heat. Low visibility. We have entered with three. We're making our way to the fire now. Copy that, Engine 10. Uh, what's your accountability for Engine 5's uh, crew? We have both the firefighters from Engine 5 with me interior. Copy. I'm going to show your powers 5. Let me know if that uh, is incorrect. Command Engine 4, Level 1. Engine 4, you're going to be on deck. Set up a rig cache, please, on the office side. Security facilities. Engine 4, copy on debt. Rich. Alpha side. Command engine 1 is level 1. Engine 1, command. Want you to go to the south side of the building. Uh, on deck. I believe I'm going to have you uh, check an exposure, but I want you to go to the south side for now. Copy south side on deck. Rescue 10, command. Command rescue 10, level 1. Rescue 10, you're going to be fire medical. Position to block Charleston for us with uh, EMS 1. Rescue 10, copy. Command engine 3, still level 1. Engine 3, go ahead and come on deck as well. Copy on deck. Go ahead, truck 1. Command copy, truck one. Uh, looks like this might be possibly extending in the attic, so go ahead and uh, get in position, but don't cut yet. Make sure you sound well. Command from fire tag with priority traffic. Go ahead. 
Man, we have the fire knocked down on the second floor. I need a crew with hooks so we can open up the attic space. Command copy. Break. Engine 4, command. Engine 4. Engine 4, command. Do you have that uh, red cash set up on the north side of the structure? Yeah, it's set up on the north side. We're going to move it closer to the stairwell so it can get upstairs. Copy, Engine 4. Go ahead and uh, leave that for someone else. I want you guys to take your rubbish hooks up to the second floor. Assist. Engine 10. I'm going to make the battalion 1 aid. Division 2 once he gets in position. Okay, so here, once again, they're coordinating efforts. They're, you know, focuses the fire attack. Uh, that company that was inside that stretched out the first line comes back with priority traffic that they had found to see the fire, had water on the fire, but they needed support to help them, you know, with checking for extension. And, and when we start talking about the critical factors, we know when a company on the roof says you got, you got turbulent smoke from a whirly bird on the roof, it starts to take you down that path of good chance that it's in the attic space. So, you know, command acknowledged that, said, hey, this thing might be in the attic already, but still kept the efforts coordinated. Then the truck didn't open anything up, um, but it was putting together what was going on inside with what was going on outside. And then once that company said that uh, that they had water on the fire, they were making progress, and then he supported them with uh, support work of, of checking for extension, the game kind of changed a little bit because you, you're in a different place. So you're, you're back to that strategic decision-making model because you got known information from a company inside uh, that that you got water on the fire, and now they're just verifying those all seven sides that there is no, you know, extension going on. And before it stopped, uh, multiple companies working in that IDLH through one entry point. So the incident commander was thinking about, hey, I, I got this on deck position. They're on the second floor, so they move that on deck position forward a little bit closer to where the work was happening to keep pace with that work rest cycle, and took their own driver because that's all they had at that point with three companies operating inside and push them forward to, to end up being division two, which we're going to hear in a minute. So I mean, none of this is happening by accident. It's happening because they, they have documents that say, this is what we're going to do. And then they've trained on it over and over and over again. And, and at this organization, we know because we spent so much time with them and I mean, they're doing, they're doing really well and they continue to strive to do better every single Friday. They come together and do blue card command training Fridays. And it's, we're going to move passports. We're going to do division ops. We're going to do whatever. And that's why their incidents, you know, sound the way they do. And that's why they go the way that they do, because they're getting everybody on the same page. It's not a, there's no foreign language going on. Everybody's under one incident action plan. And it just makes sense. So they're not just doing anything just to do it. They're, they're filling positions based off of what are the critical factors. And again, the known facts. And that's one of the advantages of using a system to do this is, because it gives you the matrix to to improve your incident operations all the time. So what they're doing with their blue card Fridays, that, that's kind of a natural evolution. And what they'll end up figuring out is, okay, we're going to start just doing after-action reviews of because they're a busy fire department. They get a lot of fires. So they have a lot of opportunity to input this and say, okay, how's this going to work better? Use this as an example. Well, you said it, the IC sent his partner to go be the division boss for the second floor because that was his main critical need at that time. I moved my on-deck crew inside to get closer to where the work's going on on the second floor, and I need somebody in there to take my span of control for all that, and then it goes through them. 
So I got one person upstairs doing this. So we took that in our fire department 100 years ago and said, okay, we're going to practice this in our company training. And so we're going to actually put our stuff on and lay lines, and we're going to do it as realistic as we can, and we're going to put our driver on the second floor, and what's that look like? And we tried that and said, this is – so you have options for the strategic-level officers you have at your disposal. I think that was the better call than, say, taking the captain off what was an Engine 4 was the first one there, and he was still missing his crew. And he could have used that officer to do the same thing. But what happens is now you've taken the captain from Engine 4, and they don't have a captain anymore, so the the company they're assigned to becomes a five-person company. Putting that captain back puts that crew back together. It improves accountability across the fire ground because everybody's doing their standard routine then. And then giving your aid up, that's better than having them sit there at that point in the operation next to you as a support officer because you already know where everybody is. I need a manager on the second floor. I need That's where we're going to go next. You're going to do that. A lot of times I would send my partner off, especially if I was the IC and I had a shitty view. Go, I can't figure out what's going on. You got to go make sense of it for me. And a lot of times that was the difference is okay, this is good. And now in the next 15 minutes, we, we're on the same page. We're going to end this. So, but that is the, the biggest value of this system is you can identify better ways to do your business always. See, and that's where the CE piece comes in and everything else. So it all works towards the same ends. Engine four copy going to the second floor with three. Command from truck six, where's Jason Charles? Engine ten, command. Engine ten, my. Engine ten, command. I'm setting up uh, division two. It's going to be the battalion one eight. You're going to be reporting reporting to battalion one eight. So division two is going to be engine ten, engine five, and engine four. You got that? Engine ten, copy. Battalion eight is division two. We'll be reporting to them. Command copy, truck one. Stand by on that. Division two, command. Division two, bye. Truck one's ready for vertical ventilation. If it's your assessment that this this is not in the attic, we'll uh, go ahead with vertical ventilation. Let me know. Copy that. Have them stand by just for a moment. Command battalion five, right? Command from Division 2. Go ahead, Division 2. We're checking the attic in the main fire unit right now. Hold off on ventilation. I'm going to need two additional units to check these units to the south of the main fire unit. Copy that. Need two additional crews for the second division. Engine 1, Command. Engine 1. Engine 1, you're going to report to Division 2, Battalion 18. He's on the Northwest corner of the structure. Copy, he's doing the face to face right now. Engine 5, Division 2. Go for 5. Engine 5, what's your location? In the fire room. Command copies, Engine 5 is in the fire room. Division 2 from Engine 10. Division 2 by. We pulled ceiling in the fire room. There's clean wood all above us. No extension that we can see. Command copies, no extension in the attic. Break, command, Division 2. Go ahead, Division 2. Command, we have no extension in the attic. We're going to hold off on vertical ventilation, no vertical ventilation. Copy that. You want to hold off on vertical ventilation for now. 
Also, command from Division 2, do I have that second unit? Division 2 command, I gave you Engine 1 and Engine 12 is going to be coming over to you face-to-face -face now as well. You're going to have Engine 1 and Engine 12 in addition to uh, 10, 5, and 4. Division 2 copies. Engine 12 is my second unit. Division 2, Engine 12. Division 2, by. You need any further equipment or any anything else from us while we're en route to your location? No, just bring your bodies and some personal tools. You're going to be on deck on this uh, southwest corner. Copy, southwest corner. Division 2, Major 1. Division 2, by. We're in with radio on the south side of Division 2, negative extension into the attic. Division 2 copies, negative extension to that south side unit. Do you have any needs in there? No needs. Command from Division 2. Go ahead, Division 2. We have a knockdown. We're going to let this naturally ventilate for a little bit and clear up interior conditions. I'll uh, work on a primary and secondary for you. Command copy, Division 2. Engine 4 from Division 2. Engine 4. Engine 4, if you have a couple of spare bodies, can you give me a primary search? We're still overhauling the fire right now. Copy that. Keep doing what you're doing. Break Engine 10, Division 2. Go for Engine 10. Engine 10, if you can, can you give me a primary search and main fire unit. You know, once that driver's aid got pushed forward, you know, verified what companies were working for them, got a can report from the company inside of what was going on. At that point, they had water on the fire, and then it became a question of, is it in the attic or not? Um, he didn't think, he was a little bit closer to it, right? So we talk about that. Tactical bosses can kind of feel it, taste it, touch it. You're a little bit closer to it. You can see kind of what's going on, but you're not standing in it because you're not in the hot zone. So it was that, based off of what he had heard and what he was seeing, I don't think we need to open the roof up. So they 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 held off on that. So when you send that when you send that truck to the roof, if you hadn't had that conversation before about hey, you can go to the roof and get a roof report, but if I don't tell you to cut the hole, don't cut the hole. If you didn't have that before the fire, they're going to cut a hole in the roof. So those are things you got to talk about, like in that command Friday training that they do. Like, what does the roof report really mean? Do I go up there and give you a roof report? Do I go up there and give you a roof report? And cut a hole in the roof? Do I go up there and cut an inspection hole? What is that? So. You know, those things are all happening, you know, in that training that that's connected all back to the system because they're they're having those discussions about how they actually operate on the fire ground. And and that's what leads to the coordinated effort of the truck also heard water on the fire. And it's like, well, we, we probably don't need to do anything up here because they got water on the fire. And then they, they started checking for extension and some of those exposures, well, they got all clean wood. Well, it's not in the attic then. It's not going anywhere. So, you know, all of that was coordinated. Um, so, but back to the so back to the battalion who was division two had three companies working for him had moved the on deck company up like we had talked about had to ask had asked for two other companies so you heard engine 12 after they got assigned called division two direct because they were going to the second floor and it wasn't like they were just standing in the front yard going to move forward like what do you need up there so that they don't go to the second floor and say oh i wish you would have brought a hand line or whatever because they weren't told so that's everybody working in the same system. Like, let's find out what exactly they need before we get up there. Well, we don't need anything. Just bring your hand tools with you. That's what that's what we need. You're going to be on deck. So, uh, I think it's just a good example from you know start to finish of everybody working together, people being on the same page, understanding the system, building out the system based off the the critical factors and the events that are actually occurring there. Um, yeah. So I think I mean good order model throughout. I mean, yeah, I think it's, it's just another good example that from a real fire department going to real fires. 
Well, we get these discussions all the time on apartment buildings and complicated buildings. You were around my uh, department this summer, and uh, we were having this discussion about, you know, if you've got a complicated building or you have multiple floors, where are you going to put people on deck? And I think this was a good example of he had an on-deck location, even though he's up in Division 2, which is going to be, you know, somewhat IDLH, he still had a clean location for the on-deck position to go, and he verified that as the division boss, go on that southeast corner of the building, telling everybody exactly where they were going to go on deck, which I thought was really good. And that, that answers that question, right? It's the textbook way of doing it, and he was uh, very clear on where the on-deck position was. And that added a whole nother level of accountability, and, and command verified more than one time to the tactical boss on the, on the second floor of exactly what five companies – had been assigned to him. So, you know, that was, it was great that the strategic IC knew who, who he had assigned there. And at that point, didn't really care what they were doing or exactly their exact location, just knew that the, those five were now working for division two. And from that point forward, that, that incident action plan for that geographic area is the responsibility of that person and that division. And they only report things back to command that, you know, require a need or really a status change that's going to, you know, maybe start to de-escalate the event, which in this case, this, this incident was starting to de-escalate. They were at an all clear of, of some spaces. They didn't have fire extension anywhere. Um, so command was aware of that because command at this point still had a second alarm assignment that they were managing on a separate frequency that we didn't even hear. Getting that tactical boss there helped with that whole span of control because there were companies on the first alarm that we're still working for command. And then there were companies that had been assigned to the division boss. And then the entire second alarm was still, you know, working for command, but on a separate frequency. So one of the last podcasts we did, we talked about uh, the IC and the way they communicate over the radio and being clinical and all of that. And this showed it is the IC never got excited. It sounded like he was just sitting in his living room, watching TV, having a conversation. And I think the thing that, that, produces that is the fact that they had had all these conversations before this fire ever started and they knew what their goal was before they ever went. So you kind of look at the way we keep ourselves ready to, to, to operate at that level. Like in the EMS world, we do it with, if I take a blood pressure, I got to be certified in that and keep my CE up for something as, as static and regular as that. So, Using that same system to manage our firefighting service delivery gives you the same benefit. Is it improves those operations? You watch a football game today. Any football game, when the offense isn't on the field, they're not they're not standing around watching. They're looking at surface pads and doing the last play. It, it, okay, what are we going to do to improve this? So that's just kind of the, that's the same thing with us. Instead of another team, we're playing against the fire basically. So that requires us to exercise and stay in a, to have our readiness up there so we can do that all the time. Well, that doesn't happen by accident. I mean, the reason these guys did as well as they do is because they, they made it a point to do that by, by practicing, basically. And that division piece is pretty new to them, right? I mean, sounds like they've been doing it forever, but that's uh, really new to them since Blue Card, doing it in the way that the Blue Card way is. Yeah, it's a new. Yeah, it's a it's a newer model, and and you know they're they grasp onto it, and, and it, it's interesting because you hear them say this is so much better, and it's like well yeah that's it, it builds out an organization so that you can actually yeah. manage the event so the event doesn't manage you. 
The Las Vegas Fire Department knew how to put fires out before they met any of us. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it forever. In fact, when I went there, I thought, this I'm at home. This looks just like where I came from. It's the same exact buildings. It's the same exact people. It's the same exact weather. The mm-hmm. fire trucks are red. The water is clear. There's, They knew all about fire behavior. It's just... How do we organize in a better way that it's like doing less better is really kind of what the point of it is. And that's what blue card is. So they say, well, no, it's this Uber safety thing. No, it isn't. Is it's Mike Tyson in the gym practicing to knock your ass out. A blue card department will outperform somebody who just uh, that we do this recreationally. Mm-mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tactical truth, and uh, this is pulled at random from the deck of cards from Alan Brunacini. We've got 52 of them here. Get them at the B-Shifter store. And today, it's the Jack of Diamonds. The Jack of Diamonds says, whoever shows up first is the only person who can really assume command and effectively trigger the beginning of the command system in a standard way. Whoever shows up first is the only person who can really assume command and effectively trigger the beginning of command system, the command system, in a standard way. We just listened to a tape where I see number one started command. I see number two got there four and a half minutes later, and it was seamless because I see one set it up. Pretty easy. If I see one would have buggered that up, that wouldn't have gone as smooth because I see two would have had to fix a bunch of wrinkles before they were able to move forward effectively. I look back at the fires that I went to early in my career where engine one would say, we've got a fire and that was it. And it would take IC number two, the chief, 10 or 15 minutes to unravel what has happened here, who is where, mm-hmm. because no one assumed command really uh, at the beginning. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's the difference. Yeah, and uh, Let's describe assuming command. I mean, assuming command isn't I got there and I'm in charge because I've got the most bugles or the whitest hat or, you know, whatever. Establishing command is you got there, you evaluated what is the problem, and then you started to put things into place and put an incident action plan into place to solve that problem going through, again, that strategic decision-making model of evaluate critical fire ground factors, how does that fit into the risk management plan, you know, all the way through that cycle. And it's not just I'm here and I'm in charge and that we do the same thing. So communicating that incident action plan is the is the power of that, that strategic IC arriving in the car of here. And this was the, what was described. This is the problem. These are the things that have been done already. What do I need to do to support that? But what else has not been done? I mean, that's, that's truly establishing command and, and working through solving the problem, not just the model of why, well, when we get there, we just do what we do. And most of the time, something is not getting done or you're doing things that you don't need to do. It's the EMS incident. I say this all the time. We don't go to chest pains and say, you're getting shocked today. We evaluate the patient. (laughs) And like, if you need to get shocked, we're going to shock you. But Mm -hmm. it's not just one size fits all. The fires should be no different. Well, the other part of it, too, is just... Command doesn't slow you down. You want to, there's sometimes you want to slow the operation down because it just needs to be slowed down. But when you think about it, engine engine four gets there and they're going to take command. They're going to be the IC. 
Well, when it's cooking and you know, okay, I'm going to need a water supply, before you ever key the mic, you're going to stop at the hydrant, you're going to hook up to it, you're going to drive to the scene. So I was a firefighter in this system. Our evolution was if you laid a supply line and then advanced the hand line 150 feet, you could do that in about two minutes. Stopping, laying, pulling, dragging. That never slowed you up. We went as fast as we could. So two minutes after you get to the scene, you're flowing water onto the seat of the fire. Well, your captain's giving the initial radio report right now. So all of this is taking command doesn't slow the fire attack down if you have, that's why we say four-person staffing, because you can do that then. Well, if they show up one at a time, that's going to look different. So you got to manage the deployment of your fire department. That's what blue card's for. It makes you more efficient and, and, and uh, effective. It, it, the other thing is you could hear it in the last tape is they're holding people in stage positions. The last thing you want to do when there's nothing showing is have a, tr- a herd of elephants running through the building. Everybody's coordinating what's going on. And one of those instances, it, it started with nothing showing and moved to a working fire. Well, you start making a bunch of flow pass and not managing that, and all of a sudden you got two or three crews inside. Some may have lines, some may not. And now we got active fire that just flashed. Well, you should expect some uh, grief from that at some point. It wouldn't be unsuspecting to hear a mayday come out of that. Well, when you're under control all the time, you eliminate that from happening, and then you put the fire out. So seven minutes into it, you're not screwing around looking for it. You found it, you put it out, and now you're de-escalating. That's what Blue Card does for you. All right, guys. Good show today. Thanks. If somebody has audio, I mean, you're getting some audio clips. Vegas, of course, is a great example of a a Blue Card department in an urban area getting it done. If people have audio clips they want to send in to us, you can either uh, email Josh or I in the show notes or if you're a blue card department, you're a blue card instructor, you can go to the upload center on your dashboard and send us the audio that way too. No matter how you send it to us, we, you guys have listened to plenty of podcast stuff. Now we, we don't, uh, we don't put anybody, you know, out there on the deep fryer. We're, we're, we use good stuff. And I mean, even if everybody's not nailing everything a hundred percent, right. So, I mean, sometimes people get scared of that. Like, Oh, I don't want those guys to, you know, embarrass us or whatever. But I mean, we're not going to do that. We're trying to share good examples of, of real incidents. So yeah, if you have something, please share it. And I don't want to let this go because uh, none of this would happen if uh, our, our producer editor, John Vance, wasn't doing this. So <laughs> we've been at this a long time. Uh, we, we've been at it, I don't know, 18 months or now on the mm-hmm. podcast. So yeah, yeah I, I want to thank John for oh, all the work you. that you do on that. Cause I, I feel like Jerry Todd now on SCTV. I don't know if you ever remember <laughs> that bit. But he was a, a, a host of a music video show, but he was also running all the controls. So it's a, it's, it looks like the Jerry Todd show sometimes, but it's all of our shows. I appreciate that. It's a lot of fun. And now that we're on video, it's even more fun. Woo-hoo. Well, and there's people sending video or audio now. They're saying, hey, do not use this. We're just letting you know this happened. Yeah. Or, so we get a lot of video or audio. We're not going it, to. It stays between us. In fact, if you send it in and say, I want you to do X, Y, and Z, well, that's what we'll do. It, it's, it's up to you. Let us know how you want us to use it when you send it. We're in the trust nest here. We are, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we're not here to make people look bad. That, that, that's uh-uh. we're here to improve all of our lives. Well, until next time, fellas. Thanks. Appreciate everybody joining us. Mm-hmm.